What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R and D. We've got a uh, got a good show in store for you tonight. Got a lot to go over. Um, hope you enjoyed the last show. We kind of bounced around. We ended up talking about. Uh, we ended the show off with uh, talking about Ryan's dad, Mister Cajun Joe. Bayou front property in the mountains. Yep, we got to get him. We got to get him going down the road of retirement and getting out of HVAC. So, um, that'll be that'll be some more episodes to come. But without further ado, let's get the show started. And uh, my son Corey is going to bring us in with a little music. Let's get it going. Do it. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I know last week we started the first of a segment we'll probably start a lot of episodes with, um, talking about uh, our fortunes and many misfortunes messing around <laughs> in the stock market. Um, they should know, call think, it the stop, the stop market. Yeah, the stop just, making Just stop. Yeah, just stop. Just stop and walk away. <laughs> but just like we are at a craps table where apparently degenerates at Robin Hood or whatever uh <laughs> whatever yeah DraftKings we feel like whatever <laughs> whatever app I got it's yeah DraftKings I was a big DraftKings guy I played a lot of golf on there but it is uh it's a shot in the dark too even if you stay so I've learned that any of this stuff if you don't put a lot of time in it you're not going to get much out of it same with stocks. I mean, completely true. You got to do your research. You got to do your research and you still may fall on your face. But when you don't fall on your face after you've done a lot of research, you feel pretty good about it. That's it. So I know uh, one of the things we talked about in the last episode was buy the dip. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we had some some real real dips uh in the last week beginning of this week and yeah man it just I, uh, tanked for the for the first time i actually did a good job of buying the freaking dip um i dumped a nice little chunk in there made several hundred and was able to buy down um some of the ones that i was really really underneath um and in the last two days i've consolidated from eight stocks I've gotten out of five that made money and was able to use that to buy down some of these other ones that are just now starting to really come back to life. Um, and it looks like uh, our feeble president is going to sign in this COVID bill. So everyone gets their yeah. stimulus. I got a feeling. Uh, to so the if you look it up today, like today it was supposed to be signed at the house, right? Did they? Yep. Yep. House passed it. I saw that. Um, or that was yesterday, maybe. Yeah. No, well, Senate passed it, went back to the House, and then House passed it today, 
think it was like 220 to 211. Um, close vote. Yeah. But, and then now supposedly uh, El Presidente is going to sign it on Friday. And they say once it's signed, supposedly people could start seeing checks by next week. God, it's right back in the stock market. Yep. Actually, I may use mine to pay for my uh, capital gains tax that I made from last year's stocks. So federal money turns back into federal money. Exactly. Well, I think it uh, doesn't help anything. But no. Well, and I think I heard something the other day or read it. I can't remember. Um, it's gonna in the long run. It's actually gonna cost us about fifty six, fifty seven hundred dollars in additional taxes this year to have gotten that fourteen hundred dollars a person. So you know, I, I really at this point, I really don't care. They're gonna get their money back regardless. I might right. as well at least get to play with it a little bit longer before I have to give it back. Yeah, and I know they. I seen they put in there where um, over one fifty doesn't get it, so it cut some people out. Yeah. Or well, that was that or, was um, married couples over one fifty don't get it. Individuals over seventy five don't get it. Right. I'm telling you what, man. A lot of a lot of businesses just God, they just vanished. Oh, yeah. I, I noticed um, another one today that was gone. Some, so my son works at a, a little small pizza place. And when we first moved here, they were they got a little buffet. I mean, small buffet, a little salad bar, a little pizza buffet. I mean, 20 people max can probably eat in this place. Um, she said when she cut the buffet out, I was talking to her the other night, went and picked up some to-go stuff. Um, there's no dine-in. She said... We cut out dine-in, cut out the buffet. She goes, we have made way more money yep. not having all that crap to deal with. But this is a pizza place, right? It's not Ruth's Chris. Like, yeah, they, they can't have a bunch of to-go orders. Um, people want to go eat at places like that. So a little different. Um, she picked up DoorDash and something else. She said she's got to hire another kid just to run that. Because uh, it's on what, a Friday Uber night, that thing will just start printing, you know. Uber Eats. What is the other one? I can't. There is another one. I'm trying to think um, what it is. She uses uh oh, she uses Chow now. That's one. Yep. But I think that's just a call in thing. It's not a. Or no, I think that's an online order in one. Because online I think, order. Uh, yeah. I think our uh, little Japanese steakhouse place we love so much uses that for their online order system. So she's got to, yeah, she's got to bring somebody in just to manage. She said on a Friday night, the 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 DoorDash little machine they give you, it'll just be printing out and it just starts piling up in the floor. Like, jeez. <laughs> like I said, it's just a little pizza place. It's not like the greatest thing ever. It's just pizza, subs, wings, but um, yeah, those. I mean, but I've I've seen a lot of places just go under. Um, and what's funny is you talk about, you know, they cut out their buffet. One of the places I saw today was there was a, a big, uh, Chinese buffet right next to, uh, the Mexican restaurant we eat at by Concord Mills a lot. And it's gone now. Completely wow. gone. Big Chinese buffet done. But I mean, if you can't have people in there, I mean, that's so much food waste and they don't have any other option. They weren't set up for 
a lot of to-go stuff because the I don't even want to know what their rent was on that building that big. I'm trying to just so, do to-go. No what's way. the deal with our sushi place by the by work? Like, I, I, I know do you, they do takeout there. They do takeout. I just don't know if they've opened the dining room back up, which I feel like they could open the dining room, just not use the open hibachi grills. But they could at yeah. least they could at least they should open up. Yeah, I know we're gonna miss it. <laughs> All right, so wrap it up on the stock market. So, what do you think about Bitcoin? So I'm in there. I'm, I got like three hundred bucks in Bitcoin. Not much. Uh, I have no but idea. It is. It I haven't is. even looked at crypto. Uh, God, it's back I, I, up. I won and lost a little bit of doggy coin. And it's kind of, ooh, yeah, it is back up. 56, holy crap. I know, I bought, so a few weeks ago, I bought Bitcoin. I put 300 bucks in there. Like, it was at 48,000. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm up like 76 bucks, which. Nice. That's, uh, I feel like I should sell that and keep that, but. I've got um, a nice chunk in three right now. Everything in the last few weeks, you know, Apple, Amazon, anything big, well, anything was a buy. Like, oh yeah. If if you were just getting in the stock market, it was great. Um, if you were already in, not so much. But my daughter, uh, I threw a she threw a hundred bucks. She's nine, trying to get them going early. But uh, she threw a hundred bucks at Carnival, which she's riding that one on up right now. Oh yeah, she? yeah. I mean, can't vaccines start coming out? Carnival, you know, it's only going to go up. Yep. Let's so, see. Yeah. So yeah, out of mine, I am. I've almost got back. Well, I'm ahead of where I was way before the dip, but I'm I'm getting close to back to where I was, um, gains wise. But I'm still down about eight hundred bucks. I st- I still feel like, especially with this, um, the president we have now, I feel like, well, even before that, um, anything green, anything electric car, batteries. For electric cars, electric car companies, I don't mean not necessarily Tesla, but, you know, yep. small ones getting going. Um, I don't know. Every, everything's that, going man. towards that green road. And then everything that was either gaming, and know GameStop is just a whole other whole other topic <laughs> gonna go didn't it take another dive I, today I it took a it spiked to like 380 or something and then fell to 172 <laughs> yeah just, man i can't i'm so scared to i can't even, touch I can't that. even watch that because it happened that whole thing happened in like five minutes if you weren't watching you're done right um well even if you were watching even if you like, were you know i don't know you can't get out fast. Enough. No. So what I'm what I'm in and what I've averaged way down is uh the Golden Nugget Online Gaming, which I really I think that one still has after Q1 it's supposed to go up, and I mean it's it's went up several yeah. dollars. It really didn't I mean, dip much in our dips. It's picked up since. Well, people start getting back in casinos, all that's yeah. gonna go up. Which it's almost a win-win. You can't lose there. 
right. So, so HVAC. Yeah. So we do talk about HVAC on the show at some yeah. point. So yeah, tell me about uh, tell me about your buddy Rod. I know he's getting a big ass furnace. <laughs> Rod and his big ass furnace. <laughs> so Rod makes us some little notes that we look at here, and that's what it says. Um, <laughs> so backstory. Um, buddy in my neighborhood, we hang out with, we go to the bar with. Uh, had a company come by. He's got he's got two story house on a basement so he's got which like i don't know i moved from atlanta to here hvac's a little different here but so he's got a i don't know what square foot this house is but he's got a five ton system in his basement that does his main level he's got a two ton upstairs per you know good size house but um I don't know. Just the way they break up systems here. It's just kind of weird. But So anyway, he's got a 115,000 BTU furnace in his basement. I did not know that, right? We're standing in the garage about a month ago. He's like, yeah, company came by and serviced my unit. And my inducer motor was locked up. And I got to get in a new inducer. And this was bad in my my heat exchangers look bad. I'm like, ah, yeah, yada, yada. And, uh, he didn't even know what I did. He, he had an idea. Um, and he's like, what do you think about that? I'm like, eh. They were like, they told him like, I don't know, like six grand to change his furnace out. And I'm like, God, that's a lot of money, Rod. I was like, man, let me, let me, let me work on something. I mean, you buy the furnace and I'll come help you put it in. Man, he sends me a picture of the model number of this thing, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> it's a monster. <laughs> like, it no. is a, I'm like, yep, yeah, stuck my foot, insert foot in the mouth. Um, so I went over there tonight to, to look at it, to get a little materialist. You know, I'm not charging him nothing. I mean, we're going to have a few beers. I go down there, and this thing's up on a plenum in a closet. It's a 24-wide furnace upflow sitting on a plenum. It's got a coal on it. It's all hard pipe. All hard pipe on the coil. Splits into a T. It's got two hard plenums. Like, no movement anywhere. (laughs) Up against the joists. I can't get to but two sides of this thing. The gas comes in the wrong side because we're switching brands. The flu's on the wrong side because we're switching brands. I'm like, man, that was a great price they give you, Rod. <laughs> He's like, damn, really? I'm taking pictures because I got to get a little materialist. Oh, no. I'm like, ah. He's like, really? He said, I, I don't, I don't like what you're saying over there. So. <laughs> oh geez no, I'm sitting there this. now this is funny here now so I'm sitting there there's three of us over there tonight because we're having a you know get a materialist on Rod's furnace party and <laughs> we're drink. he's got a full basement bar we're all drinking IPAs and I'm looking so his furnace is in a closet which is in a unfinished area and then he's got some totes back there. And this one tote says 
it's got three big X's on the tote. This guy's super organized, like really clean. I was like, what's in this tote, Rod? He's like, what tote? I'm like, right here. It's got three big X's on it. He's like, that's my Playboy collection. I'm like, magazines? He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, we cracked it open. He's got he's got Playboy magazines, like mint condition. I mean, there's probably hundreds in this thing. Back to like 95. I mean, he's not... He's he's our age. I mean, he's not. He might be forty, but oh yeah. Then we start digging through them. I told Tracy I'd be back in like ten minutes. I'm just right over there taking some measurement. It was like four hours over there. Oh, oh man, god, that was, that was Kristen got pissed at me today, Ooh, buddy. Uh, I had to drop her at a eye doctor appointment, and honestly, I thought she would be in there for a while I can't go right. in so I was running ran across the street got a cup of coffee from Panera and then I had some things I had to get fixed on our phones so I went into Verizon while she was in the eye doctor and this is <laughs> this is the weirdest strangest experience <laughs> I've ever had at a cell phone store uh. so walk in the door and there's this guy probably in his early 60s little bit he's got a belly but he's not you know heavy set really he's standing right. there he's got a little vest on and he's got his glasses and he's looking at his tablet it's like hello sir welcome to verizon wireless takes my name he's like all right i'll be with it's like someone will be with you in about five to ten minutes if you'll please wait in your car you'll get a text message and know that it's your turn please come in i said okay was there anybody in there there's a couple people oh okay so I go back to the car. But I mean, it was outside of me. There was like three other cars there. So I was like, this, I said, it shouldn't take that long. Go to the car. I literally get in the car, turn it back on. Right as my Bluetooth connects to the car. Bing. Someone is ready to assist you. Please come. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> now it says, it says, it says, William is ready to assist you. Now keep in mind, the guy that took my name was Bill. So, I walk inside. Well, there's Bill. He said, "Right this way. Uh, someone will help you right over here." So, because I, I go back, so I talk to the people at the accounting desk. I stand there. There's nobody there. About ten seconds later, here comes Bill on the other side of the counter. He's hey, taking care of me, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what, what? <laughs> I said, like, could we have just not, could you just not have helped me five minutes ago when I was here, <laughs> when you weren't helping anyone else anyway? <laughs> no. So then, was, so yeah. then I, I tell him what I need to do. And he says, you know, they send you the message that they can look at your account. I'm like, yes. Okay. And then I tell him what I'm going to do. And he said, okay, well, we need to call these people. So we immediately go to the phone and I get on, we call a person. I then proceed to spend 40 minutes on the phone with this guy oh, to get done geez. with everything I need to get done. Yeah, cell phones are like going like, to buy a car. Yeah. And and even Bill, by the end of it, he was like, he was like, yeah, I understand the need to be thorough, but geez, that guy. I said, I know, he knew his stuff, but my lord, he did. He liked to hear his voice. 
And I, I literally was like, buddy, I got to go. I said, I, I have to go pick someone up. I've got to go do this, run a couple errands. It's like, uh, <laughs> where are we at? I mean, luckily it wasn't that busy when we were in there this afternoon after I got done with stuff. But so she oh, yeah, like when we, <laughs> we get new cell phones, we, we take off. Like we yeah. take PTO time yeah. So and go start. So anyway, I was maybe five minutes in that phone call with this guy actually seemed like I was making progress. Kristen texts me. She's like, or tries to call me. I'm on the phone with this guy, so I can't answer. And I, she's like, where are you? I said, I told you I was going to Verizon. She's like, well, I'm done. I was like, you've been in there 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, well, it's be I, a little bit. I was like, well, I was like, I said, honestly, I said, he's already, he's almost got done. What the first thing we needed to get done. I said, shouldn't be too much longer. 45 minutes later, I get done with the guy. Uh, now, the best part is what they didn't tell me is that he could have actually transferred himself to my cell phone at any time. <laughs> Despite how many times I kept telling him I needed to go. He waited until 45 minutes later, like, oh, well, I could have just called your cell phone and we could have continued our conversation there. I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> Now, all said done, that 45 minutes is going to save us about $70 a month and get our Hulu bill covered for the next six months. But still. Sweet. I about oh, I know, I but it's. Divorced. That's what I mean. Said, it's like refinancing. Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. Well, oh, yeah. I was supposed to go over there and get a little material list and. I was like, ah, you know, give me like 25, 30 minutes. We started drinking, and I got down there and realized how much of a shit sandwich I was getting into. <laughs> I looked at one of them. I was like, you got to take off. I don't know what Saturday we're doing it. We'll, we'll do a podcast to circle back because uh, this, this one's going to pee. Everything is wrong. Like, everything's on the wrong side i've got to build a transition to go from the furnace to the coil not what i had in mind i thought i was gonna do the old slip and slide furnace <laughs> yeah just I mean, kidding he's got an old good i mean he's, the goodman he's got in there is a a 90 plus and it's uh i don't know 15 years old um but it's falling apart well, you know, Goodman's not known for their parts. <laughs> nope. I mean, they just aren't. Yeah, I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you that. I put it in. It's um, When we installed it as a company, you know, we all had it in our house. And the first year, you changed the capacitors. Um, after that, it was boards and inducers and, you know, just went from there, but. You got a good price on it out of the gate. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, no, it's funny you talk about capacitors and service parts because I know we can transition in another thing we wanted to start doing, which is maybe once a month or once every couple of weeks, we were going to just kind of take a look at the ACHR news. I know Dennis looks at that. I look at a couple other ones too. And yeah, maybe just pick out a few topics here and there to just rattle off a few things that are happening and say a couple words about it. And, you know, maybe it gives you guys a little bit more of what's going on because the headache is with some of these 
some of these news outlets, you guys have to pay for them. And, you know, there's times where it's just not, you know, it's not. Yeah, it's, some of it's real heavy. All the time. And it's it's really heavy commercial a lot of times. Seems like it to um, me. No, yeah. I agree with that. And, and I mean, that's in a way, it's a good thing. I mean, there is a lot of commercial business out there to be had. But, you know, the primary you know, guys we serve, like you guys listening to us, are mostly residential contractors doing, you know, well, when you're talking about, out. like when you're talking about refrigerant change and stuff like that, like as far as global goes, like units that hold, you know, hundreds of pounds of refrigerant are going to get the, uh, get the news first. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like residential kind of falls in after that as far as what moves the needle. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of houses, but um, it's what serves business and industry that yeah that I mean, drives the market. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll pull stuff out of there that I think might be interesting to our 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 viewers and all. We well, can like, rant and rave about it or whatever. Well, like you were saying, capacitors and service parts. One of the things I, I picked out that happened, I think, I think it happened on the fifth of March. It's the tenth today. Um, uh, apparently, Diversitech bought Packard. So, oh, now I know. I know. At times, Diversitech is you know they dabble in the capacitor They're market. They're taking and over, parts, and you know <laughs> they've dabbled in in parts, but not much. I think you know this for the you know from what I can see on the distribution side, as far as you know, it gives them something they didn't have. They, you know, they didn't have the that small service parts side of things really they've got electrical stuff and they've got you know a minimal amount of capacitors but this kind of i think might help change some of their game right i don't know if it puts them i don't think it puts them as big as as mars and 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 emerson i mean packard makes good stuff yeah packard yeah i've I've never really heard a lot of people complain about packard stuff mostly what i see from packard is contactors and transformers really right Um, but, you know, yeah, they make good contractors. Um, Where'd you I'm, see that at? I didn't know they, that happened. That, that was in the breaking news on ACHR when I was just looking at a couple little headlines. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't dig through all of it because if you don't pay for it, you can only see three articles that you open. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know. So that's the other thing. You know, we can, we can try and tell you what we see. You know, save you the trouble of going and only getting to read a paragraph, and there you go. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I think another thing is is one we've we've talked about a little bit, and we make we'll get into some of it. And what we were really going to talk about tonight was, you know, monetizing the smart home market. Um, that's that's not going to be for every contractor, but some some of you guys that sell, you know, a lot of high end product, you sell a lot of smart thermostats, you sell. Nest or Echobees or you know Alexa enabled stuff like our our high seer stuff is um, right. You know, there's a lot of guys that are starting to tack on, you know, Wi-Fi upgrades and other parts of the house for their they sell the doorbells that match with with everything else or just connected products in general. Well, I've noticed that. So Rod, will you will keep using Rod? Rod is a techie guy. He's an IT guy. Of course, there's a bunch of IT guys out in the world. When I was in the field, come across them a lot, right? 
when you go into a house that's got an eye, you know, a, a ring doorbell, and he's got cameras on the corner, and he's got a Tesla in the driveway, right? If he can control his HVAC system on his phone, he's pumped. Now, we know that you're just turning it on and off, right? Like, yep. Your phone, that app is not going to make that unit more efficient. I don't care what anybody tells me. Like, it's on and off. Um, you set a temp, it cuts on. Depending on how efficient the unit is, that's what's happening then. And then it cuts off, right? Um, so, but those guys, they want that. They got to be able to see it. They're on their phone all day. They want to see their doorbell. They want to see their unit. If they can control it, they think they've got control of everything. So, I mean, that's where everything's going for sure. Yep. I think you're missing out. Um, trust me, Pro 3000 Honeywell can't kill it. Love it, right? But, yep. um, but it's not always practical anymore with what people want to do with their systems. Yeah, I mean, you're you're elderly and stuff like that. I, you know, I always use them as an example, but. Um, you know, you got it. You still got to be able to to put in. Of course, even on our even on our mini splits, um, I was thinking about doing a yep. a YouTube live for a minute. You can connect all them to Wi-Fi just the same. But well, and you know, the other thing too is I know we we talk about we're we're moving into a a younger generation, a newish a newer generation of contractors that we're seeing. Um, we've got a new generation of homeowners too. Um, oh yeah. I've always said that. So yeah. that's that's driving that smart home connectivity even more than ever before because between that and COVID, you know, making everybody hide inside so long, it's just uh, right. it, it's changed. It's I feel like it's really really pushed the ability to to go after that kind of stuff. Uh, and then now once again, this is for somebody wanting to grow a company. You know. Idea. Yeah, and then uh, another another thing I think as we go through it, I pointing out interesting markets that might be something guys hadn't thought of, um, that could be a, a future market too, just to think about because you never know what you might have to do to diversify your business, especially if you do some light commercial as well as residential. Um, there there are some interesting you know niche light commercial stuff you guys can go after out there. Um, and one of the ones that I, I looked at was um, dehumidification in the cannabis market for grow rooms. And now that's... Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, right, wrong, or different. Um, <laughs> a lot of people use cannabis products. Um, and the other thing is, you know, grow rooms is not just marijuana. I'm not just talking THC products, but... You right. see the, the growing market of hemp-based products and CBD or Delta-8 and other different things. I mean, these these are massive, massive, you know, future companies in the making. Um, I know, actually, one of one of our manufacturers, Ashray, went in products from about eight or nine years ago, um, which was a H2AC product that developed um, preheating hot water using off-gassing from heat exchangers. Some right. of their biggest projects that when they 
we're testing all this. We're on um, grow houses in Colorado and California. Oh yeah, I mean the I mean the mini split market right now is taking off because of that. Yep. So like they say that's their biggest market. Yeah. Realistically, I mean. So yeah, you never the, know. The brand we sell. Oh, I've got some great service stories when it comes to. Uh, well, like you said, it doesn't have to be necessarily cannabis. Um, I've put. Uh, there was a guy when I was in Atlanta. In the, in the field uh went out to his house and he's like i got a building out here it was like 40 foot building he's like i'm getting into the uh lizard market I'm like what <laughs> he's like awesome. uh, excuse me <laughs> he's like yeah i'm this guy was just an entrepreneur like out the ass right if the newest greatest thing he's jumping in it you know both feet in so he's like yeah i'm, I'm buying all these lizards they're from the Galapagos Islands, and I'm going to be selling them. But they're, the humidity and the heat and everything's got to be just perfect. So I need like 12 mini splits in this building. I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so we, we put them in there, and he had, he had to order all these crazy lights in there. And the humidity and everything had to be just dead on. Um. It had to be, it was actually, you know, obviously it had to be warm year round. Yeah. And this guy was in Canton, Georgia, which is North Georgia. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, kind of like Hickory or whatever. For bought, my, bought my first car in Canton, Georgia. Yeah, Canton, Georgia. So, <laughs> so in the wintertime, like it had to be money in there. And, uh, <laughs> but then again, I also went to a house um to do a service call in atlanta in a nice house um four kids just nice little couple and uh go in the basement and he's got like 20 mini splits down there his 3,000 square foot basement was all marijuana (laughs) plants like he said his power bill was about four grand a month um course that was illegal where we were at at the time it's like how do you hide but, a power bill like that i was like, how I do was you not the get same questioned thing. at some so point. he was like a he was a plumber on the side <laughs> yeah this was a nice house um yeah the whole basement i walked down there and was like oh oh <laughs> okie dokie uh which unit is not working like yeah, I was servicing one mini split, and uh, yeah, it was just rows and rows and rows of marijuana. Just, it was weird. It was a lot. It was a lot to take in. I mean, hey, kudos, whatever, you know, I didn't care. Um, yeah, he said he brings in a couple hundred grand a year just doing that. <laughs> of course, illegally. Oh, yeah. So there's there's that risk there. But, well, you know, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's why he's a plumber. He's a he's front. He's got to launder <laughs> it somehow. But. I'm like, you couldn't pick a better front than a plumber? He's like, no one that's wants to investigate a guy that plays with shit all day. I know. I'm like, God, you could have been like a... I mean, I work at Starbucks or something. <laughs> You're a plumber on the side. 
that's oh, a lot easier. A... It's a lot easier to hide that kind of money in a plumbing business than working as a barista. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's true, but yeah. Well, none against all the plumbers out yeah. there. <laughs> well, you talk that's about a... you talk about service. You're man, you were segueing it like crazy today, making it easy, yep. making a podcast easy. That's all what right, D what does. You got? So. <laughs> I think one of the things I wanted to talk about as we're getting towards spring is just talking to guys a little bit and just make them think about, you know, are you guys as a company, are you prepared for spring maintenance season? No, nobody yeah. ever is ready. And half the time, even distributors half the time aren't ready because it, it, when the spring maintenance season pops, it pops it. It's once it happens. Well, no, you're ready for spring, but you're not ready for that. And then you're like, all right, sweet, it's spring. And then it's like, oh, shit, it's summertime. Yep. So, <laughs> all right, we're, we'll put all these on the back burner. <laughs> so, the biggest thing is when you, you, you know, you look at spring maintenance, you know, what are, if you're running maintenance techs all day, you know, what's the primary things they should be burning through? I mean, you're, you're tearing through coil cleaner, you're tearing through shoe covers, you're tearing through, I mean, you're tearing through shoe covers right now, anyway, that and stupid masks. But, yep. Um, Hair nets. Hairnets, gloves, uh, <laughs> full body, full body suits and respirators. Um, but you know, there's things like coil cleaner, things like float switches, other different things you can use as upsells. We'll talk about a couple little upsells here in a minute. Um, some of those things, you know, you guys in the spring, there's a lot of times where, you know, we have an opportunity to buy a little better sometimes in the spring, which allows us to put things maybe on some sales or might have a chance to do some specials. Or even if let's let's you know call call your distributor if there's something that you know you you want to buy a pallet of coil cleaner because you know you go through a pallet in the spring, and just buy it in one shot instead of you know half a pallet, you know twice a month or whatever. You know, ask them if ask them if they'll give you a discount if you buy a pallet. There's no harm in that. And guess What's what? Riding? Guess what? Riding we itself. We're going to do it. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, for you guys, you know, especially with maintenance calls is that's a huge opportunity for you guys to get, you know, some real cash flow going in the beginning of the year. Um, and, it, you know, something Dennis has talked about when he's done, you know, some classes on, you know, service with, with my contractors is, you know, teach your your service guys and your maintenance guys have them have a sales process you know have a right. checklist they go through with the homeowner about what you've done to service their system you know let's say it's let's say it's the first time they've went on a service call to this homeowner they're not someone that has a maintenance agreement with you you know go through go through the checklist you know well mr and mrs smith you guys have don't have a float switch on your your attic drain pan so at any time if it ever overflows you know you guys could you know ruin your entire attic in the third bedroom up there you know right wouldn't you rather spend 115 dollars for me to add this float switch today than pay fifteen thousand dollars when it ruins your ceiling and everything in the room well so good point there so uh, you have to understand so uh, right ryan's a salesman i'm i'm a service guy right so i've came from a company that where I fixed everything, right? I didn't sell anything. We didn't upsell anything. We didn't think that was a thing. We went there. We changed our filter. Everything good. Checked the refrigerant. We left, right? So 
if if you're not wanting to grow a company, you just want to keep keep things rolling. There's nothing wrong with that, but you are leaving a lot of money on the table, and you're not doing the homeowner any justice either, right? So, um, prime example, like you said, you go to a call. They've never had a maintenance agreement. They got the system put in probably, let's say, eight years ago, ten years ago, whatever. And they're like, they've been changing their filters. They're pretty good, but they just want to have it get it. They just want to have it looked at. You go in there, right? Um, doesn't have a pan switch. Um, the P trap doesn't have a T or a clean out, so you know nobody's ever cleaned it. Yep, one hundred percent. Nobody's ever touched it, right? Say it's an air handler. It doesn't even have a cap on the P-Trap. Nothing. Um, but the system that y'all put in yesterday, y'all put all that stuff on. Yep. New, right? But you go to this house that's 10 years old, and you change their filter, you rinse their outdoor coal off, and you leave. You just you didn't do them any justice, right? Because you... You need to bring their system up to speed, just like the one y'all just put in yesterday. So you're not you're not selling them stuff they don't need. That's it. Um, and that's a great way to look at it. You know, I talk to a lot of older guys, right? And they're like, "Man, these companies out there ripping people off, selling them a bunch of shit they don't need," right? So I've worked for both. Um, and once again, you'll hear me say that on here. And trust me, I'm a fix it, Felix. Right, and I'll tell you that, but. Um, it, we're not in this for it's not a non-profit organization um, you went to school you got all these tools that co- I mean so you got to pay for that when you go get your car worked on they don't just you know put some air in the tire and, and let you roll for nothing I mean you, they, they're going to bring your car up to speed they're going to try to tell you stuff that you need Yep. You're going to pay them. I mean, it, it, you know, it is what it is. It's just service industry. But look at it like that next time you go out there. If you're looking at a system, if you were to change that system out right now, what would you change on it? Those are the things they need. You could sell them at a maintenance. Correct. Um, no equipment. Just bring it up to speed on all the other stuff. Um, next thing you know, you're selling them UV lights or you got text. That's a good way to get a tech comfortable with, you know, upselling takes it, it takes a bad name, um, in the industry, you know, but it yeah. is what it is. Cause calling it, a, calling it an upsell brings that negative aspect of like, oh, you are selling them something that they don't need. And that's really right. not the case. Um, no, I mean, look, cut that P trap open. That's eight years old. Hell cut, cut one open. That's four years old. Yeah. And look in it. It's, it's within a year from clogging. Yep. I mean, I can tell you all day, every day. It's what it's ready to go. Um, about four years from brand new, it's gonna clog if nobody ever bleached it or did anything to it. Yep. So, you know, uh, um, an SS two or um, Easy Trap, you know, where the homeowner can see it. I mean, I used to educate my homeowners. Hey, come up here and clean it out. And then, you know, you'll find the ones that'll say, nah, I'm good. I don't want to mess with it. Can y'all come by every six months? Well, yeah. sure we can, you know. I well, mean, they'll, you, they'll tell you what they want. That's it. And and really, guys, as business owners listening to this, 
you have to look at the importance of of PMs for cash flow of your business. Um, having you know a monthly a monthly PM fee brings in cash flow every month. You know if you've got a hundred guy right. or a hundred people on a PM agreement that's nineteen dollars a month. You know that's nineteen hundred dollars a month plus. You know that that pays a guy for the month. Um, that pays pays the phone and power bill. Maybe it, it depends on the situation. You know, so you may know this. What what's the uh, how many PM should you have per revenue? I, I can't remember that number. It it, it, it never greatly. nobody ever has it, but <laughs> no. Um, but that pays for advertising. That pays for so if you get four or five texts that start selling, like stuff we just talked about. Um, let's say they put in. I'm just throwing these random numbers. Let's say they put in. They got a maintenance agreement, and I I know you mentioned monthly. Like a lot of companies are going to that. Yep. Where homeowners pay monthly because that's what they pay for everything. You know, yep. Hulu. And they like it. They like it. They don't want to pay. Even if it's 250 bucks a year, like they got to pay 250 bucks at one time. They don't want to do it. Nope, they don't. That's just, it's not happening. I mean, um, you, let's say you have. Break it up monthly. Yeah, you break it you up. Know. That's it. It makes it, it makes it easier. And there's a lot of times where, you know, you can even when you, let's say you put in a new system, give them two years included or something, you know, give them at least a year included, get them used to it. Right. Um, build it in there. Um, and then, you know, let's say depending on the size of the company, let's say you have 5,000 PMs. That, that's a lot. That's a that is up. a lot. Let's say you have 5,000. <laughs> I, I know a couple companies that have close to 40. It's nuts. But right. you have 5,000. That's you know close to $1.2 million of residual income that your business has. Now, let's say you so have... So 500 to 1,000 is... Yep. I don't know. I feel like that's more... No, 500,000 is probably what you would run into the majority of the time. Right. Um, you know break it down let's say let's say you got 700 you got like one of them big calculators with the roll of uh, stuff on it and it prints it out I did uh, back in the day <laughs> what, I did I think Cajun sound. Joe still uses one. Oh yeah, yeah that's, 100, can't, that's 160 can't. grand a year 700 PMs is $160,000 of residual income coming in at 13.3 a month that that can keep some bills paid um yeah, I mean, keeps, is, keeps your text busy when there's yeah. nothing coming up. Um, but you got to give, you got to give incentives. Yep. You know whether it's flat rate pricing, and then you give them a percentage of their ticket. So when we, when I worked for a company that made almost all their money, they made a huge amount of profit on maintenance, and I worked for a company where. God, we got to get through these so we can get some real service calls. These ain't new nothing but costing us money. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, and it's all about the tech and how they're trained to go into yep. the house and look at the system as a whole and what does it need. Of course, he's got to be able to sell. Mm -hmm. Some are going to fall on their face, you know. 
it is what it is. Well, and also those maintenance calls lead to, they lead to true sales calls too, you know, because right. there, there may be guys that, you know, you just got to tee it up to the sales guy. I mean, it happens. Especially now that I'm seeing smaller and smaller companies are now having true salespeople. Oh yeah, and I've been seeing that. So yeah. Well, so let's let's say if you had to pick five upsells, you know, let's go. Let's burn through them. Some of you've kind of mentioned, but if you had to pick five upsells, Dennis, springtime. Yep, springtime. Go. So easy traps. Surge protectors. These are not in any kind of order. Um, UV lights, because they're getting ready to have the old... Oh, yeah. Between UV uh, lights and... Uh, dirty sock. <laughs> well, I mean... But, I mean, not only that, you've got... the woo, I mean, Like woo, I said, you ain't even got to throw COVID out there. Yeah, like, but it's there. If you tell people COVID aside, like pre-COVID, you should have this UV light in you should be able to sell it. Yep. I mean, UV lights are great. Um, so anything to do with water, um, on their drain. So SS twos, bring everything up to speed, pan switches, um, surge protectors, UV lights. Uh, what was another good one? Um, connected stat. Got to bring back the bring back the smart oh, home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, upgrade their stat. stat. Yeah, upgrade their stat. Everybody should carry some kind of Wi-Fi stat on the van. Um. Yeah, I mean that's. And then the PM. If they if it was a service call, and they don't have a PM. Oh yeah, you got to try to always always sell them a PM. Yeah. Right. That's five things, and you can make you some go. killer money this spring. Just look. So at yeah, I mean you things. got. I mean, if you're small, you know, tell tech, hey, every PM you sell this week, I'll give you five bucks. Um, I mean, I'm just throwing numbers out there, but. But you could do it. And that makes perfect sense. So, I mean. Yeah, there you go, guys. Five easy upsells from Dirty D. <laughs> Dirty D's <laughs> upsells. Uh, those are the ones that I sold because you got to sell something you believe in too. I'm not going to sit here and tell you go out well, there and, and sell them snake oil. Well, uh, that's the that hard starts. Yeah, and that was the next thing. AC renew and you know what I mean. Some of these things are. There's a line. There is a line that gets crossed at times, and that's where you have to be. You got to walk that line with, with commission techs and spiffing techs. There's there's a difference. Um, so. Like, especially maintenance, right? You're checking capacitors. Uh, another little tip here is you're going to be checking capacitors all day, right? You're going to be snatching these wires off. Um, I don't have the formula in front of me, but you need to check capacitors while the system is running under a load. Um, there's, a, there's a formula. You get the voltage. Um I forget that constant number. It's like 25, 62 or something crazy. But anyway, because uh, if you pull you pull the wires off, the spade terminals get loose. You put them back on, off and on, off and on. Next thing you know, you burn a terminal up. You're going back on a callback on a unit that you just serviced. Um, so check your, check your capacitors while they're plugged in. Don't unplug them. 
And uh, but what I was getting at is if you find, you know, a contactor that's burned up pretty bad, right? Try to sell the homeowner the rest of the components on that unit, you know, put them a package deal in. Now that capacitor may not be that bad, but it's eight years old, right? So say, hey, we're I'm doing the contactor, but we're going to keep this system for a while. So we can go ahead and change the rest of these components now. So they're all changed today. That's another thing you can do. I mean, uh, it's all about revenue, right? You just, you just bringing in revenue. Those are some things I did when I was with a company that was a lot larger, uh, put a little more money in your pocket. You know, of course the homeowner, you're doing them some justice cause you're bringing it all up to speed. Um, and you change the you change the contactor, yeah. and then that summer that capacitor goes out. They're going to ask you, "What the hell? Why didn't you? Why didn't we just change that then?" Uh, well, it was good then. You know what I mean? And that's where you know we talked before about you know thoroughness on a call too. Try your best to be thorough on a call so that you don't right. miss those little things like that. Because your job as a technician is they're calling you out there and they expect when you leave that you brought it up to speed. Not only right. did say. Like, okay, fine, there was a part that was wrong, you fixed that part, but did you at least offer them the rest of it? Yeah, no. You, if they, and if they turn that, it down, fine. It's on them. No, you're going to hear no a lot. Um, you might as well get used to that. Yeah. And that's fine. That's on them. You know what I mean? You move on to the next one. Every no is one less before you hear a yes. <laughs> From the salesman. <laughs> Well, uh, on that note, uh, any other closing arguments? Closing? No, it makes me want to go out and do a service call. I like spring maintenances, man. I mean, it wasn't hard work. It was, so another thing you can do on spring maintenance, you know, coming from the tech guy is all those things that you learned about in the spring when you went to all those classes, how to check static um how to check microamps dc on a flame like do all that when you do maintenance calls when the system is running properly and get used to seeing good numbers right so that's it if you know how something runs right then you can catch one running improper a lot easier uh so doing a temp rise and doing a CFM calculation based on um, amp draws on a heat kit. Like nobody wants to do all that on a service call because they're under the gun. But on a maintenance, that burns up time, right? You got to be there. You need to be there for a certain amount of time. You don't need to change the filter and roll out in 10 minutes. The homeowner just paid $250 to have you bang around in the attic with a, you know, vacuum cleaner or whatever yes. the hell you do. Um, oh, I was the worst. I'd go up there and be like, uh, change the filter. Call him. And it's like, hey, man, I done knocked out all these maintenance calls today. He's like, it's 12 o'clock. You, you can't do that. What? He's like, no, you, you got to spend more time there. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I was fresh out of school. Like, I was trying to knock him out. He's like. No, dude, they just, they pay a lot of money for that. You got to hang out. <laughs> yeah. At least so busy. So do all these actual measurements 
and you know get your manometer out check gas pressure i mean uh maybe the guy nobody's ever done that right um that gets you in the habit of seeing what good numbers look like how to use your tools how to use your meters um that way when you get a service call you you're ready to go that's it all right so what what do we what, what do we got coming up? So Ryan's got some notes here. Episode fifteen says Ranger Ford Ranger. I didn't. So my I didn't my son. I didn't cue. I know. Song. I know. We got. We'll have, got to, we'll have to use that on the intro of the next one. TikTok, jeez, TikTok, <laughs> God, oh, I've gone down some TikTok holes, I can't lie, so I've heard that if you delete it, you can't re-download it, right? Uh, I have no idea, like, yeah, my brother said you can't, they, they, uh, they banned it, like, if you don't have it now, you can't get it, oh, damn, well, so don't delete it, <laughs> good thing it's on the, the iPad, that thing's gonna probably last longer than, <laughs> my phones do since i rarely ever pick the thing up so we we skipped over this um real quick my son Corey turned 16 and my dad actually give him his old truck which not a ford ranger but it's a mazda it's a 2000 mazda b2500 which is a ford ranger <laughs> Yeah. It's made by Ford. Looks like a Ford Ranger. But it's a five-speed stick. Like, Corey's pumped. Um, so far, so good. He's been driving it pretty good. He's uh, burnt the clutch up a little bit here and there. But um, I think it's really it's going to be good for him to drive a stick. Maybe focus on the road. There, There is no texting and driving when you drive a stick. No. So we're safe there. Um. And actually, I don't know. I think uh, he's taking his test here soon, so we may have a either a happy episode or a sad episode on that. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> now, now, can he actually take the driver's test down there, or does he have to do it? Like okay, so or whatever they've been trying to do up here. No, so he's we signed him up. There's a there's a school that's mandatory in South Carolina where. Um, it's like six hours on the road or, and you can break it up however you want, but he's doing three hours on a Saturday and three hours on a Sunday, but he's with an instructor. Now this is a third party school. Mm -hmm. Um, now they give him a certificate and he supposedly takes it to the DMV and they just print it, you know, take his picture and do his thing. Um, but no, they you can go to the DMV and they actually give you a test. You just gotta make an appointment. But um, I've heard that the the guy that he's got for this third party, and I can't wait to talk to Corey about this. We may have him on, may have Corey on the show after this. He'll he'll make you pull over. I've heard so he can smoke a cigarette. <laughs> now our our driver's ed instructor just smoked in the car. Yeah, I mean that sounds like some eighty shit, like. 
pull over right here. I gotta smoke a cigarette. You say some '80s shit. The best part was Tiger was like 350 and lead singer in a rock cover band. <laughs> Tiger. Yep. Of course, his name was Tiger. Yep. Tiger Inslee. <laughs> Good dude, though. All right. So we got more stuff to come. You got anything else? I think uh, I think that's it. Let's get I'm ready on to go next sell week. some UV lights. Yeah, sell some UV lights and uh, make some money this spring, everybody. Sell some UV lights and cannabis. Oh wait, I'm still I'm reading these notes here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Grow where'd lights. You find, where'd you find that? Where'd you find that? That's oh, it was on... in the dude's basement. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see y'all next time.